Hello and welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. And you know what? We decided to do this one live for you all because Michael's finally back from Costa Rica. And it was about damn time that we talked about something and did it live. So we figured uh, a live episode would be fun for y'all. So here we are talking live about all the fun things that are happening. But uh, not just the fun stuff, also some of the controversial things that we wanted to talk about. Because, you know, what is a fun episode without a little bit of controversy? So we're going to talk about the weird Fantastic Four rumors, some of the casting rumors, the new people that they're saying is in the mix and not, and some really controversial race changes, gender swappings, all the stuff that, you know, just makes the MCU what it is. And we're going to talk about that, as well as a handful of awesome details that Matthew Vaughn revealed recently. I know last week we talked about his uh, his whole thing with X-Men 3, and Michael wasn't here for that, so I get to fill that in with him. And then he also let a ton of stuff about, like, the Authority rumors, uh, Kingsman, DCU, uh, Kick-Ass Reboot, all that stuff. So here we are talking about all the fun things. I didn't know I missed Matthew Vaughn talk. Well, now I'm here. I'm a, I'm a Vaughn shopper. I love that guy. Also, you missed the fact that Disney announced they're making a live action Gargoyles. You can't just slap that at me out of nowhere. What do you mean? Uh, so uh, James Wan and his partner that's been working with uh, him on all of his horror movies, like Annabelle and Conjuring and all that stuff, got tapped by Disney Plus to make a live-action Gargoyles TV series. They're scary dudes. They make scary things. How are you supposed to do this? I don't know, and I don't care. I just want it. <sighs> okay, well, listen, I apologize to everybody because they probably talked about this last week, but we're going to talk about it now. Yes, okay. The models for the characters is good. They're going to update them, maybe with scales, maybe with... Maybe with like something that turns to stone ease more easily. Um, also, do you do them practical or do you do them all in CG? Yes. No, honestly, I think that the, the proper, actually the only way to do it would be to do what they do with Swamp Thing, where you have as much practicality as you can and use CGI for cleanup. And that is what James Wan is known for doing. So, Yes. That's what you'd want. But yes, everyone who was here last week did have this conversation already. But you know what? We have a lot to talk about still because it's such an amazing, amazing bit of news. Like, I mean, Gargoyles, live action. <clears throat> what else can you say? But that's Well, just, it's so I'm funny so because, because Disney makes all this shit. They keep making live actions of stuff. Like, nobody asked for a different Little Mermaid. But a live-action Gargoyles makes a ton of sense. So one thing that I did want to say, because yes, uh, live New Little Mermaid was a very controversial film. Uh, and not, not even just because of the, the race changing and all that stuff. It was, to me, I sat down and watched it with my wife. And we were like, all right, we can get behind whatever changes they got to make. Let's see it. 
the movie still sucked. It still sucked. Taylor, when King Triton's head was floating around, when his head didn't look like it was attached to his body, I was like, oh, they couldn't even it, they couldn't even match the tempo of the original movie. It's just so, a boring movie. That was my issue with it was that they kept changing these things and I was like, okay, this is an unnecessary unnecessary change, but you know what, whatever. I'll stick with it. I'll see what's happening. Um and then they kind of made these changes that they changed it for the sake of changing it and um I just I I just couldn't get behind some of it. I was like, I don't understand why this is in here and it made the movie slower. It made the movie so slow. Uh, I couldn't believe also the changes they made to the songs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I heard about the controversial change to making the uh, the consent version of the Kiss the Girl song, which I thought was, all right, that's dumb, but whatever. I just moved on. But my biggest gripe was the changing of the ending. Like when Ariel gets that happy affirmation from her dad about now she has legs and now she's going to be a human – they had this like tender moment in the original where he's like, I accept you, go be human. And in this one, she was on the beach, he did his thing. And then the next thing is just, it cuts to her walking by herself. And I'm like, where the hell was the, the beautiful father daughter moment? Mm. Like Disney, that was the point. <laughs> like, Well, I don't know what's going on at Disney because I don't know who they're making these movies for. And I keep seeing these things about how much money they've lost. And I can... Look at that piece of paper. Disney used to be like, they would only do a handful of movies, but they were really good. Now it feels like it's all just so subpar. And that was my big issue was that it felt like they were going, like, what did Bob Iger say? I mean, despite the fact that everyone hates Bob Iger right now, and he's like the, the devil on, on the street right now. They did, he did say something that I really liked where he said that the studio needs to go back to focusing on quality, not quantity, because that's what they've had. There's so much like machine pumping let's make a billion dollars on everything and it just they all stopped being good it became very formulaic it became such a problem well and it makes me sad the projects that do get greenlit because i just wonder like there's other stories out there that would probably work better like I can't believe there hasn't been a Robin Hood that that the animated cartoon Robin Hood remake yet. Like when they okay. did, right. so they did Pete's, when they did Pete's my... Dragon, I was like, they're gonna reboot all the weird stuff. Okay, but mind you, I remember when Pete's Dragon came out, and you, me, and our Disney friend, we all saw it separately, and we, I actually kind of liked it. It was mm. weird. It was nothing like the original, but I liked it for what it was. It was like this should have just been an original film and not called Pete's Dragon. Because it's still a good film, but has nothing to do with the whimsical Pete's Dragon of the 50s. It's funny that Disney is so afraid of new IP, but like, you know, there was this unknown movie called Frozen that turned into a whole billion dollar industry. I feel like there is room for those stories once again, and not just remaking the things that Walt Disney made in the 40s. And I'm sure that Disney, like, I'm sure that fans want that too. I know that in, in this day and age where you have it, – it's dangerous and scary to attach yourself to an unknown project with such a huge budget, and that's why they steer away from it. But people are craving for these these new things. They're tired of the same stuff. And, and now there's just riddled with controversy. I know that there's just a ton of controversy around the, the new Snow White live action film, and it's – 
Taylor, it's I don't. Dumb. Is is Snow White being made? I don't. I. I. I its production has been all over the place. Is it a movie that they've already filmed? From I've heard from some people that the movie was canceled, and I've heard from other people that the movie's done, and they're just keeping it on the download so they can fix it and post. I have no idea anymore mm. because when you have the lead actress who just shit talks the entire project, saying how outdated it is, and that they're reinventing it, why do you even make it? Well, and yeah, and I agree, and I agree with you because it's like these stories resonate with people for a reason, and there's nothing wrong of years for a reason, right? There's nothing wrong with princess stories, and I don't understand why. Why are you remaking them if you don't like them? Like, just do the other, just do the story you want to. Yeah, we had that movie. It was with Kirsten Stewart and Chris Hemsworth. That was the movie that she wanted to make, apparently. Mm. But whatever, man. I don't know. People are dumb. Well, I mean, I'm surprised this movie hasn't been burned in a fire and they redo it. Because isn't that what they're doing with Daredevil? They watched the first eight episodes and said, this is all garbage. This is not the Daredevil we wanted. What do you mean he doesn't even put his costume on for the first five episodes? Okay, cancel. Fire everyone who's writing it. Start over. Taylor, is this because they're giving it to to writers that don't know the comic books? I don't even know. The problem, the big thing that they released uh, in the big press release about the reboot was that essentially... Disney Plus didn't have Kevin Feige to oversee the project, so they weren't as cohesive with the MCU until it was like like shoehorned in the last second. Like they kind of cited that WandaVision, every time that WandaVision was during production and filming and all the changes that that show went through, they had to rewrite the script for Doctor Strange multiple times to the point where Scott Derrickson said, I'm done. Because they kept uh, changing it every time the writers came out with another episode. So Tom that Hall. nobody was on the same page. Tom Holland said the same thing during that Spider-Man movie. They would change the script every single day on them. Yeah, That's crazy to me, Taylor. I'm not trying to fix some my camera as being... How can you be filming a movie and not have the movie locked down? I don't know. You can ask Warner Brothers and how Green Lantern went for Ryan Reynolds because apparently they didn't even have a script when they started shooting. They just had an outline and that's why the movie was a dumpster fire. Wow, so it's just him improvising? It was just Ryan yeah. Reynolds trying his best. Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. To make a movie happen? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reading some of the comments right now because people are even saying, um, and Gal Gadot even said that Snow White won't even be saved by the prince. So what is the point? <laughs> like, And also, if you want to do that movie, why not just call it Snow Black? And it's like, what? What's Snow Black? And it's like, this is a different take, and not even like tie it into the original one at all. Because well, I mean, whatever. Like I said, they did that with Snow White and the Huntsman, and Snow White was the warrior, and there was no prince. I mean, was there? I don't remember. There, yeah, there yeah, prince? there was there was a prince, wasn't there? I don't know what he was doing. I just remember that Kirsten Dunst put armor on at some point in that film, and she fought with people, and that's what they want to make, but not. I, I saw know. a crying Emily Blunt that she was one of the villains in those movies. It was that insane. was the second. That was the second one after the director of the first one got photos taken of him banging Kirsten Stewart, and then they both got fired. Oh, no. No, that was the real thing. That's why she broke up with Robert Pattinson, and now Robert Pattinson's Batman. So I think he got the better win out of all that. That's not. Don't judge their relationship. You don't know anything about what was going on there. She literally cheated on Robert Pattinson with this guy. It got all over the internet. They broke up. That was actually something that happened. That's awful. Yeah, it was awful. (laughs) That's that's a real thing. 
Yeah. And it was on it was on Cinemax in Costa Rica, so it was in Spanish. So I had it on mute. It looked fine, but I don't know what was going on. She was crying on the ground. I'm just reading some of the comments. She is a uh she is too brave for that, apparently, and the leader is gonna be a socialist. I don't even know. Not I'm done. Snow White can just burn. <laughs> like, I know I'm done. Ugh. Sorry, Disney. Was it supposed to go to theaters? Can it even yes. go to theater? Okay, so it's not going to theaters. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows if it's even still happening? They, With the actor strike, I think the studio has reviewed everything that's been filmed, and they're probably like, this is bad. Let's redo it all. Let's fire everyone during the strike. <laughs> like, all the is stuff it... they can't do, they have to, they're waiting for the strike to be over so they can properly fire everyone. You think that's what you think you think that's what it is? I 100% think they're going to retool that film from the ground up when when the seven dwarfs one of the only projects in hollywood that gives dwarfs a career gets rebooted to these seven non-binary magical creatures i think the audience doesn't care anymore is that what they call them in the movie i don't know what they call them in the movie but if you saw the the seven people there was like a black dude a chick a a, a weird hippie there was, like, there was a lady there was a yeah. lady dwarf yeah they were, they were dwarfs. They're all like six and they were like five and six feet tall. Like it was straight up like adults. I thought it that made, was the point of Snow White coming. She was the like new thing. She teaches them a new way. They have a lacy chick already there. <laughs> I saw who's, the photo and I dopey? thought it was a gag. And then I no, apparently none of them are named by those things because they're all derogatory names. You so gotta have Dopey. He's the best. You know. I mean, I get that. I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. People's feelings get hurt and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's humor from the 30s. I mean, that movie is old as old as But at the same time, like, when that movie came out, people were a lot tougher than they are now. So I feel like. Sure, sure, maybe. Today's society, everyone lives in a glass house, and we all get offended by everything. And realistically, being offended is a choice, and no one knows it's a choice and the witch wanted the huntsman to bring back her heart so she could eat it yeah so she could make it into like a voodoo potion and consume her youth like it's like there's that dude was gonna go to the woods and murder that little kid like that that like until he didn't do it that's what his day that's what his agenda was on the day i'm gonna find myself this black-haired albino chick with that's 12 or 13. I'm going to murder her, cut her heart out, and bring it to this evil evil queen who has a wrinkle. And that's now why listen, she's upset. He doesn't do it, okay? He lure, He goes, oh, I can't do this. I'll just murder a deer instead and bring that heart to her. That's fine. But, I mean, that's a tough day. It's a tough day. Um, but even then, like, the Snow White and the Huntsman, that movie, like, I kind of liked it because you could tell that the director was a huge fan of Princess Mononoke and everything in that movie was based on that, that forest I never, of spirits. I, 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 I had no idea of this connection because if that's the case and it's going to bring up no. those feelings, maybe go watch, go watch the movie. As soon as she goes in the magical forest and you see some of the, the things in there, you're going to be like, Oh my God, this guy did it. Cause like there's the great tree spirit, but a, a deer there it is. Uh, like, I'm super excited insane. that uh, in about a blink of an eye, we're going to be able to see the new uh, Miyazaki movie. Oh my goodness! Did you see the casting announcement for it? I can't believe it's fantastic. I, I can't believe Christian Bale's doing another one. That's great. Yeah, I mean Christian Bale is one of those actors who's like, I'm not going to do this because this sucks, and that, and then all of a sudden they got him on not one Ghibli film but two now. Like, okay, 
Well, he said he wanted when when he saw Princess Mononoke or uh, Spirited Away, he's like, "I'll do anything for your next movie." And that's how he and they cast him as Hal. So I'm glad to see yeah. him back again. And now he's back, and they've got so honestly such a good cast. And I'm just like, I'm normally very critical on dubs. Like dubs are very hard to like win me over on certain things, and even it has to be contextually makes sense. Like if the movie takes place in Japan, I want to watch it in Japanese. Like you lose. It's like that TV show on Netflix, Dark. Yes, the dub was easier to follow, but the show takes place in a German town. So about halfway through, you're going to realize that these people don't speak English. And contextually, you need it in German. Mm. And that's and that's how I am with a lot of those things. So if the, the dub casting is fantastic, so I'm going to give it a go. Uh, what is the dub? What is the Japanese dub of the One Piece show? Isn't it just the cast of the One Piece anime did the the voices of the Netflix show? Like, didn't that is that something that they did? Like, they actually got the same cast. If that's the case, then I I feel like maybe that's a dub I have to watch. Or uh, yeah, it's a subtitled uh, a dub I have to watch, just dubbed in another language. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there there's white people speaking in Japanese, but you know, it's fine. It's the the, <laughs> act, the actors from the Japanese show. It'd be like if they made a live action Dragon Ball Z show and then they got all the casting from Dragon Ball Z to do those voices. I would have to watch it. Taylor, I have an anime movie to talk about with you. I was on an airplane, which means Sony had some new stuff on there. I had no idea that they did a live action Knights of the Zodiac movie. Yeah, no, I've been talking about it for a while. You don't pay attention to me. It's crazy. It's it's bad, but it could have got there. It's almost there. And the fact that they got that guy to play uh, Rono Zoro in One Piece, I was like, oh, he's the best anime guy. That guy could be the lead in two more anime movies. No problem. Yeah. Um, I think I saw, I got like an email about it saying that like I could buy it for like five bucks or something. And I'm like, I'll buy it the bullet for five bucks. I might do that. It's the most back-ass way to get to that story. Like, <laughs> he's training on a mountain with this redhead woman. And I was like, I bet this is all better in the anime. And But we didn't get that. We have a Sean Bean. He's in an illegal fighting ring, and his sister is gone. And now he's got to go learn so he can become the Pegasus Knight. It was just, it was bonkers. It's batshit bonkers. All right. I'll have to watch it because that sounds right and weird enough for me to watch. And it's got um, that good Sony CG is pretty good. Like, there's a lot of things about the movie I liked, but it just never got me. It just never got going. Wasn't quite there. No, it wasn't there. All right. So to kind of get onto the subject at hand, because I know that there's some stuff that I bought that Michael wants me to talk about, like this giant. That's not the topic at hand. The topic at hand is Fantastic Four. What's, what's in the Batman box? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, so Fantastic Four. There's been a handful of rumors for the longest time on what's happening with this project. It's already gone through multiple directors, multiple script writers. Um, the most recent stuff, you had uh, uh, Matt Smith and Adam Driver in the contention for Mr. Fantastic. Um, one source is saying that Vanessa Kirby is all but locked for Sue Storm. And then another source is saying Isaac Gonzalez is all but locked. And that not only is Sue Storm going to be Hispanic, but so is her brother Johnny Storm. But along with all of that, along with all of that, this most recent rumor is that Antonio Banderas is Galactus. So not so Galactus is going to be Hispanic as well. But Nasal XB is going to be the bad guy? Yeah. And not only that, is that... I Silver will Surfer, destroy your world. Silver Surfer is going to be a major player in the film. 
and Silver Surfer is now a woman. It's crazy that we, Taylor, that we've lived through a Fantastic Four movies and they're literally doing the same bullshit again. They're literally just doing what they already did. Like, literally, when I heard all these rumors, I'm like, so you're making Rise of the Silver Surfer, but you're just gender swapping and race changing a few characters so it's not the same film? You could do the Fantastic Four have such a huge array of villains. And at this point, shouldn't they just be facing Kang? Like literally, shouldn't shouldn't all shouldn't every movie be them fighting Kang at this point? Okay, so for people who don't know the comics, and there's a lot of them because the MCU is a fun fun thing that has created a generation how, of people who don't know source material. Kang how in do you the even, comics, right? Kang in the comics is a descendant of Reed Richards. Like Kang is a Richards; he's descendant from them. However, on Loki, on the newest episode, they're trying to make Victor Timely Kang Prime. That's what they're doing. They're going back in time to make this, like, uh, what is the, the uh, in physics, I think they call it the bootstrap paradox, where it's like in Terminator, where someone from the future has created a paradoxical loop by changing the past to create the character that they need in the future. And that's this cyclical thing, like, John Connor wouldn't have been born if, John Connor didn't send his buddy to go save his mom. And that's the bootstrap paradox. And that's what they've essentially done for Loki is that the TVA has jumped back in the past to create Kang on the instruction of Kang. Oh, weird. Yeah. So that's the thing. But they also made it so that uh, Kang is not a Richards. He is this random 1850s inventor. Why not tie them in to the Fantastic Four? I mean, I understand why. You know, it's funny as we're talking about Kang. How do you even do the Fantastic Four without Doctor Doom? And then it's like, why not have well, one of our other... Then, how do you do Secret Wars without Doctor Doom? Because Kang is a character in Secret Wars, but he's but Secret Wars was kind of Doctor Doom's story to begin with. Mm. So, I mean, I don't even know. I don't right. know what they're at, doing. At this point, you would have needed to have another... You almost need another hero. You need Shang-Chi to go fight Doctor Doom so you can just introduce Doctor Doom to the universe. They, I don't know. I feel like when they started this latest phase, by the time they realized they had to start world building for the end of the phase, that they, they've done so many weird things that now people are like, I don't see the direction. What are you guys doing? Especially in movies like, like, where are the Eternals? <laughs> Remember when they were supposed to be the team? Okay, so what? I talked about this last week. Uh, so the Eternals, I sat down and watched it. That movie screams that it needs like a 10-hour cut and it needed to be a miniseries. Because it was too much for a single film. It had a lot of cool ideas, a beautifully shot, great special effects. But it was too much going on for that short of a film. It needed to be a series and it needed to have some something else. Which is so funny because that's the opposite of so many of these other things where like that Captain America show should have just been a, a, a night. It should have been a two hour movie or just a four part episode, four part mini series, not eight episodes, but four cut out the fat, make it a mini series. And you can tell the whole story very quickly, mm. but that's not what we got. And what's sad is that all of these uh, bad projects, these things that just aren't there, the things you're not recommending to your friends, it's like, I don't know, it just gets lost in the sauce. Weren't we supposed yeah. to get an Echo? 
Were we supposed to have these things by now? Well, Echo got delayed because of the strikes, but apparently it's still coming. But they're they're dropping it all at once, which is not a good sign. But also, I'm happy about that because everything I've heard about the show makes me want to watch the show. But I feel like they realized very quickly that yes, we did a we did a whole show on an unknown character. And it's going to set up Daredevil and it's going to set up more Kingpin and it's going to be all this stuff. But I don't think, but people need to really, they're, they're worried that people aren't going to watch it. So they just, they're dropping it all at once so that people will watch it and then realize that, okay, yeah, Daredevil's in it, Kingpin's in it, backstory set up. It's basically, if Daredevil season three was canon, which it's not because Kevin Feige confirmed that's not canon, if it was canon, this would have been 3.5 leading into season four. Like it's a mini, it's a, it's a setup season. When you tell me they're remaking the silver surfer, they're just going to remake that Netflix show, Taylor. They're going to say, this is what we want. And we're going to get a bunch of episodes that are just like, almost like that. They just look like the MCU. Oh, I just got bummed out. So uh, in, in the main newsfeed that's popped up right now, uh, Richard Roundtree, the original shaft passed away today that's a bummer thanks john for making me sad by sending me that in the middle of a show i mean you needed to know it's the end of a it's an end of all of the you know those black exploitation movies we're gonna start losing all of those people soon and like another time in movies i mean do we go back to that lots of movies come out and their budgets are wildly different and the good stuff rises and the rest of it fails it's gonna have to it also is going to have to because so much stuff is happening that I think they're going to they're going to realize that the only way to truly make it work it would it be to do it like that, like you have to see what does and doesn't respond well and go from there. But you can't have, and I talked about this last week. You can't have projects like She Hulk, which is got this inflated CGI budget, but you broadcast the show as if it was going to be a procedural crime show with the court drama, legal drama which I would have watched in a heartbeat because I like those kind of shows. And then you make just a CGI. I, I said this on the last show. Um, the amount of money that they spent making the She-Hulk twerking scene, they could have hired a writer to make it a procedural crime show. Like, Yeah, and just do the MCU version of a Law & Order show and make it yeah, really and, gritty and, and I really hard. loved it and I would have promoted I would have been like, everyone go watch the show because it suits with She-Hulk. Give me that show. But what we got was not that. I I know that the shows are fringe because I'll recommend, you know, like a show like Sandman. I recommended it to everybody. Even if oh, it's, it's not your so genre, good. get into it. And it's like, I can't remember the last one of these shows that I told somebody else to watch. There's so much you need to know to even enjoy it. I've been recommending shows based on their necessity for the next movie. Like my dad was like, oh, I want to watch the new um, Dr. Strange movie. And I'm like, then go watch WandaVision. He's like, do I have to? I'm like, you have to. So that's what he did. So that was like, I'm only recommending if the movie is required. If my dad wants to see the Marvels, which I know he doesn't, but if he said, I need to see the Marvels, I'll say, okay, go watch Miss Marvel because it's necessary. Is that out? Uh, it comes out in a couple of weeks, but apparently it is tracking as the lowest MCU movie ever. I mean, not only is it the shortest MCU movie ever, but no one's really excited to see it. 
No, they're not. And it, it's probably because of the characters that are involved. I feel like you got to have Miss Marvel fight someone big. And I'm talking about the Brie Larson one. I just feel like they've, they just don't know which way to, which character to pin that universe onto. I don't know, man. She's demoted know. in her own movie. And I and like how this, the director tanked her own movie, to be fair. Yeah, 100%. The director, and the recent comments she's made about this film, about what this film contains and what this film is, yes, they 100%. She even said it was going to be more of a funny, lighthearted, zany, wacky comedy. And then people were like, I'm out. Like, as soon as you described it as zany, I'm done. I don't want that. Like, well, what's sad is that the Marvel universe hasn't got people to that place because even the Thor movie, I would not call zany. No, the Thor movie, even the the funny Thor movies, I cannot stand because that's not the character. Like, right, but 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 they're not, but they're not, but they're not zany. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did you watch the last one? Did you watch? Yeah, Love and Thunder? Watched... that movie was a dumpster fire of zany ridiculousness. I mean, I liked, I did like Ragnarok a lot, right? That's the one. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I like some not, things of it. I have not, the problem with these movies is I never want to rewatch them. My problem with Thor Love and Thunder was that it started on a fantastically dark note with the whole setup for Christian Bale's character. And then you don't see anything of the character for a long while. And then when you see him again, you have this really cool black and white thing. And then that's kind of the movie. Like the movie is such a, it it felt like they gave him notes on here's five bullet points you have to hit, and then do whatever you want. And he he hit those bullet points exactly how they said to, and then he filled it with ridiculous stuff in the middle of it. I remember the bullet points of that movie so much more than any of the other stuff. Does does little girl Thor become a character soon? I don't even know. I mean, she. I don't, is she even in the comics? That's my other question. Oh, I don't know. I like, don't know. I assume none of these people are in the comics. I Which mean, comic book are, people are, are making these movies? Legitimately, the only comic book fan that was at Marvel was James Gunn, and now he's running DC. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, even with Guardians of Galaxy 3, all the characters that he put into this, that film that became the team at the end of the film are actually characters from the comics and right. actually members of the Guardians. So like, James Gunn, yes, he reinvented... The guardians from the ground up but at least he stayed somewhat true to the source material on every character that he did redefine yeah when he went full circle back right he was like here you go yeah so i don't know it marvel you gotta win me back over because apparently spider-man 4 is starting production the moment the strike is over but that's sony and they got to a great spot at the end of spider-man 3 so if they can but they re they reset the universe at the end of 3 and all and and basically I mean do we just see do we just see a classic Spider-Man struggle to pay do we just see the classic movie or do we get a twist on it I hope that we just get Peter Parker poor as shit has nothing going on in for his life everyone in, that he loved is doesn't remember him his family's all dead he's living in that little podunk apartment that apparently is in rockefeller square so even though it's a crappy little apartment it's in the most coveted place of the city so that's cool for him um but i i want to see them revisit like scorpion and the other characters that they set up and have just like kingpin saying i need to get this spider guy out of my issue 
gets oh, the scorpion in there. I want want them or the spider slayer Spider-Man street level. You want to see spider want to see the the spider slayer, the big robots go after Spider-Man? No, and I then... want to see I want to see Kingpin. I want to I want to see a street level Spider-Man for a change. No bad guy with Stark tech. I want to see Kingpin doing Kingpin stuff and using his own I want to see like some like behind the scenes like Wilson Fisk bought Justin Hammer's R&D department and is now souping up a bunch of villains. And like, we just see we just see like a, we just see a ton of them. We see sh- yeah. Okay, so Shocker's in that movie, right? If you're he was already in the first one, but bring him back. Wait, where did th- where did this come from? I did this and then a little bubble popped up. How did that happen? I don't know. Did you what did you do? I don't know. I did a thing and a Dude, bubble again. popped up on my screen. I'm trying to make bubbles, everybody. All right. Or did someone do it at the same time that we did it? I think someone... someone, I think me and someone in the chat are like, it's simpatico. We're seeing eye to eye. Right. Okay. So, Michael, you haven't done this yet, but I want to say this real fast. Y'all play Spider-Man 2 yet. Michael yeah. hasn't. I have lost myself in this game. I have done nothing in the story, and I'm already flying around in costumes that some of my other writers are like, how did you get that? I'm like, I'm level like 15. And they're like, have you done any of the story? I did the first level. <laughs> like, I'm just doing everything else but the story. Um, I want the guys at Insomniac to take over the Spider-Man film division. Like, well, they did it. They did it right. I mean, they have the best way to treat Peter Parker is yes, kill off everyone he loves, which is what they did. <laughs> and then allow Peter to be smart and have his own tech. And that tech is made by him. And he doesn't have a guy in the chair. That's Miles's job. But Spider-Man is still struggling with his own life. Like the characterizations they made in that game, even with all the random changes, to the, the cannons and everything, they're still within character and it's fantastic. I was watching into the Spider-Verse on the, on the airplane home from Costa Rica. And, uh, just there's so much great Spider-Man stuff in that. And the punk rock Spider-Man keeps telling him, make your own shit. Oh, Just speak, speaking of that film, I want the next Spider-Man film to have Kingpin as the villain. I it's going to have the Sinister Scorpion. Six. The, at the I, end of the movie, they're talking about the Sinister Six. They're talking about them on, this, on the TV yeah. screen. So, no, no, no. The next Spider-Man, Tom Holland movie. I want Spider-Man oh, 4, okay. whatever it to be. I want Kingpin to be the villain. And I want him to hire Donald Glover's Prowler. Because we already wow. got him in canon. I want that film. I want I want him to introduce Miles. I want them to do that and have loner Peter have his sidekick in the form of Miles Morales. Uh and they in, in into the MCU we have the we have the two Spider-Mans in the city. Yeah. I mean, I wanna put I wanna say that you're crazy, but They've added a but second hero to every single one of these movies. Why would you not do it with Spider-Man? Especially if you do it right. Like, don't make... I mean, this version of Peter is 19 now, 19, 20 in that range. I mean, he's never going to look like he's not 14 because that's Tom Holland. But actually hire a kid to play Miles. Like someone who's legitimately like 14. So that there is a physical difference in how these, these characters look. And yes, get me the black suit. Get me Miles Morales. I want that film. I want this young, angry Puerto Rican kid who is going to Spider-Man for advice. And Spider-Man is like, look, I screwed up on everything, but this is the lesson I learned the hard way. And I want him to have to force to be a mentor. I think we're going to get another movie of him screwing up. I think we have to, I think we maybe have to see. I mean, he's in a bad spot. Isn't that how Spider-Man is? Like he's going to tell everyone the best advice. 
and then still screw up in the process when he's in his own life because that's spider-man mm. i'll tell you the way to fix your life but i i can't do it myself because i'm spider-man and i i have a character defect <laughs> we're not going to see craven the hunter right i would love it if they did but i don't i think it's too soon because unless that's... they have kingpin hire craven to hunt down the spider-man and that sure. makes sense mm. But then again, Michael plays Spider-Man too because Craven the Hunter coming to New York to hunt down Spider-Man's villains is a great setup for a film. Mm. Is there any... See, again, I feel like you've got to tie <laughs> Spider-Man into MCU stuff, which they did with the... with Which they did so well with Doctor Strange in the last movie. But at the same time, I don't want them to. Mm. I want them... I mean, the the entire Marvel phase anyways is everyone's doing their own thing. Just let Spider-Man do his own thing. Like, stop tying everything he does into Tony Stark or Doctor Strange or some other random character in the MCU that doesn't have anything to do with Spider-Man. If you want to tie him into anybody, put Daredevil in the movie. Like, that's what I want. I mean... Or yet, or better yet, have Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool show up and say, Peter, I am you from the future. And give me that whole comic storyline. Uh, where Daniel tries to convince Peter that that's who he is. And it I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I think a Daredevil Spider-Man, I think you would really up Daredevil to the level that he needs to be in the MCU. He needs to be on par and we just haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they, I don't know where Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool could go any which way. And the question oh, is, want, who does, okay, so this is what I've heard. Who does so he far. have the best chemistry with? Spoiler alert: What I've heard so far for what Deadpool Two is actually about is that he has taken the tech that he took from Cable, and he's traveling the multiverse trying to find a version of Wolverine that doesn't hate his guts. And so we're going to get hundreds of variants. We're going to get multiverse hopping. We're going to get all this stuff because he's trying to find a version of Wolverine that can get along with him. So. I mean, that's what the big rumor was. Uh, who knows if that's actually how the movie's going to end. But all I know is that we're going to get cameos galore and just a ton of different Hugh Jackman Wolverines in different forms. Mm. Now, is that movie now, the, with the actor strike, they can't film the rest of that movie, right? They can't film anything. They can't film anything right now until the strikes are over. Yeah, it's so funny. The writer's strike felt like such a big felt like there was like all this momentum and now that they're arguing about the actor stuff it's like i don't see this ending till christmas but the thing is the studio stonewalled the actors with a stupid deal they're like we'll give the writers everything but guess what actors i know that you just you fought for this we're not giving it to you like they're just hurting themselves at this point just give in to the demands just do the right thing get everyone back to work and start making money again what is the problem with that I don't think I don't think it's stopping. I don't think it's stopping next week. I mean, hopefully it does. I don't know. Maybe other things in the world force it to come back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. The world needs to like. I don't know. I mean, think there's so much stuff going on in the world right now that I would just love some more distractions than what we're dealing with right now in the real world. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and it makes it and it makes it sad as these places are not places I want to go to anymore. You know what I mean? It feels like okay, well then what do I put myself into? Yeah. But on the on the other note, because we talked about the MCU and the 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 weird the weirdness that could be the Fantastic Four if they they do it the way rumors are saying, and 
I don't know, if they thought that the controversy of everything that they're doing wasn't big enough, they, Marvel's first family is Marvel's first family. And yes, the early 2000s when they made those Fantastic Four movies, yes, they were weird. They, were, they weren't written the best, but they nailed the characterization on everyone except for Doctor Doom. Mm. Everyone was accurate except for Doctor Doom. So that's the big issue is that if you try to dramatically change everything so much to not make it that movie, all you're going to get is Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan as Human Torch. You're going to get that fiasco again. It feels so... I, I just... It feels Fantastic Four feels so far away from everything else that they are doing. It almost feels like an afterthought at this moment to like even try to get that into the universe. Seriously. You would make a great X-Wing pilot. I got a little mouthpiece for it, too. Look at this. Can you put it juice sounds. in it? Can you put juice in it? No, it's not a beer bong. <laughs> I didn't ask you if it's a beer bong. No, it's supposed to be a microphone, but it is. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I wish the, the visor went up, but it doesn't. That would be like the best thing on this thing. What noises does it make? Oh, it like lights up. Oh, I hear R2-D2 doing a thing. Yeah. Okay. There's supposed to be like lights in the visor, like I'm getting shot down. <laughs> What's the? Oh, there it is. There it is. That's really fun. Okay, I gotta stop it before it like blows up. <laughs> What's the symbol? Oh, so this is the Trapper Wolf one. It's a wolf. Trapper Wolf. No, it's what is um Trapper Wolf. He's it's Dave Filoni's character, the guy who okay. actually made all the shows. Like he had his cameo when he's in like. Mandalorian. This is his helmet. Trevor so wolf. wolf. Yeah, it's got the wolf. That's some pretty Star Fox shit. Yeah. How do I turn off the audio? Don't hurt your don't hurt your ears. <laughs> Who sells helmets? Where do you get helmets from? I got it mostly from Amazon. Okay. This is a Prime Day deal, so I got it for like 60% off. Of what it's of the normal Trapper Wolf price. Yeah, I mean, it, I wasn't going to spend like 110 bucks for it, but yeah, I'll spend 50 bucks for it. Sure, <laughs> sure. What else were your Prime Day pickups? This episode not brought to you by Amazon Prime. Honestly, I I, I only bought that for myself. That was the only Prime Day pickup. Was that? That was the only impulse That's buy my, the whole I've day. Been pulling off my earbeads, so don't say anything yet. Um, uh, that was the only impulse buy of the whole day. No, but the other thing that I got. That was really <laughs> there cool. it so is. Here's the. Uh, Here's that segment. Let me get Taylor's, back to it. We have a brand new segment on the show. Behold. My stuff. Here it is. <laughs> Taylor has removed his earbuds, so everything I am saying is only to you at home. He is showing me a... Uh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No. There we go. I can hear you now. What'd you say? What's in the box of Batman stuff? I should get another gift of what's in the box because that's the thing that I should do. It's the 100 Years McFarlane Ultimate Movie Collection. It is literally all the Batman from the movies. Wow. So here is. Yeah, you got you to gotta get closer. I got to see it. That's Keaton. That's Keaton. There's a Val Kilmer one. Here is George Clooney. Yeah. There's Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson, and a bat signal. On the other bottom, with all the interchangeable symbols for each of the characters. From opening the box and getting real close to the faces, which one, which one is the best? 
So out of the lot of these, oh, that's really hard. They're all really. This is a, so the Michael Keaton. Oh, the one cool thing about this set of figures is that unlike the rest of the McFarland figures, this set every character has a fabric cape, and this is something that all the McFarland toys should have is fabric capes for Batman. Um, the molds on these figures are actually gorgeous. Like, they actually all look like the actors, but I think the only head mold in here that's not, that's brand new is this Ben Affleck one. And it's it's probably the best looking mold the Ben Affleck figure has had. Mm. The, the Flash figure, the Ben Affleck face did not look like Ben, but this one does. Batman in that movie doesn't even look like Ben Affleck. The no, action scenes in that movie with Batman are all over the place. But they're the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> so. That's, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from that, I also got the Michael Keaton Batman 89 Batmobile over here, but it's underneath the box of comic books, so I, I can't grab it yet. That'll <laughs> be next it, week's. Is it big? <sighs> Michael. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We I'm do doing it. it. I'm doing it. Taylor has gone off screen. We can see his comfy, velvety nighttime pants. His wearing pants that look like my shirt, except I'm wearing a normal outside shirt. Those are very clearly inside pants. Uh, he's putting his comic books. He's very salty. I think I've got to see this giant car. It's going to be so big. Taylor, move. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Move that bus. What a toy. Yeah, I haven't opened it yet. Should I open these things? Like, I want people to start telling me in the comments, like, should Taylor open his toys? Or should he leave See, them in the boxes? What is what is your stance? What, are you half 50-50, 75-50? What stays in the box? Certain things stay in the box. Like, if it's one of those... Uh, hold on, Taylor. Did you ever get the Captain Rex helmet yet? It's not out yet, but I have pre-ordered. I'm buying that Captain Rex helmet. I'm also going to probably buy a bunch of the clone trooper helmets and just repaint them to all the divisions. So like the blue one, the yellow one, the green one. I'm going to start doing that to all the white helmets because why not? If I can find a place they where you can They haven't produced those? No, but they they produced the white one and I think they know that fans are buying them to repaint them. So I think they're like, oh, that's why it's 90 bucks because it's... This is one of the downsides of Star Wars land being all First Republic stuff. Right, like yeah. it's all it's all there. Like the fact that there isn't a store where a shop where you can get spray painted helmets of whatever color you want, like that would just sell. They sell lightsabers, just sell different colored helmets. Hey, John, you're here. How about I send you a link, John, and you join us because I want to talk to you about your your movie. Yeah, John, get on here. Get up. It's time to put on your big boy pants and talk about your movie. Would you ever do? Commander Bly. Hmm. Is that a helmet? This is a terrible podcast, everybody. We're looking at toys. Taylor's Googling things. There's not a lot no, of... No. I apologize for the Commander Bly is a clone trooper that had the... Um, it was a, it was a, I think, a Phase 2 clone trooper. I think that's the design. But he had this, like, visor that goes down on this, his eyes, like a Cyclops visor that, like... He's like a sniper, essentially. Cool. Um, if I could 3D print that visor and fit it onto the helmet, hell yeah, I would. Can you 3D print uh, Scott Summers' visor? Can you make a Cyclops Michael, visor? We've talked about this. I have a 3D you... printer right over here. I know, but have you been making Wolverine claws in it? No, I haven't made. Uh, I haven't made a lot of stuff lately. I need to get. I need to do. Well, that. you did get a new job. You do have new responsibilities coming your way. So I feel. I do. I, do. Um, 
I, I zoomed myself out. That was a little weird. Um, you guys hear about the Batman Beyond fan film? I we did a show on the Batman Beyond fan film. We was, know all about it. I wish them nothing but the best. It looks fabulous. They had a lot of work. Roasted Geek, what did we hear? I mean, I talked to Michael Yu a lot. I actually talked to him today. Um, he wants to come on in a few weeks and discuss some behind-the-scenes drama that happened in production. Oh, boy. And that's going to be a... It a makes thing. me sad that all of these... That that drama is what the people want and not just the fun thing. It's always something that happened that spoiled oh, it all. And here's the new figure that I bought, the one toy that I bought recently. It's a Darth Vader that his helmet comes off and his hand comes off. Cool. Like he's, he's got like... He's all like... There, like his hands all burned up and messed you're, up. You're just showing me his junk, but that's fine. That's his junk. That's where Luke and Leia. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they came from. No, um, Michael, you need to watch Gen V because that show is insane. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I haven't been home. I haven't been in the states, and I couldn't access a bunch of websites because I wasn't in the states. So one thing that came out from behind the scenes is that Gen V is essentially the boys' season three point five. Like. You mm. have to watch this show to understand the next season of The Boys. And then the season, next season of The Boys is going to lead into the season two of Gen V. Cool. Like, they're literally making them, like, these are the, the latest seasons. Do you think that ends in a movie eventually, or it'll just end in another season? I think it'll just end in a, in a wrap-up season. Mm. It's my favorite show. I've always that's a show I always want people to watch. I'm so excited. Yeah, for yeah. That show to uh, come Toasted back. Geek. Yes, that's actually what I'm going to be bringing Michael to talk about is that the prop maker that they commissioned a bunch of props for scammed them. And oh no! They should have used Dragon. That guy. Yeah. That that so, internet guy. Yeah, your Dragon buddy. You keep talking about him every time. <laughs> but no. Um, he wants to talk about that and he actually has a handful of people that also got scammed by this guy too and we're going to kind of do a round table of like the 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 perils of trusting online prop makers because it's a real thing that can backfire really quickly well and it's also i feel bad because obviously you do something cool i mean taylor my whole life has been doing projects and yeah. models and painting and has put you know a thousand hours into an and into a piece now if I have enough money, how much is it worth you to sell it to me? And can you put your time into something else? And I understand that part of it, and I feel bad. Now, if he's scamming people, you know what I mean? But it's like that line between fandom and nerdom, you know what I mean? All the, So many of the cosplayers have to be amazing seamstresses because you have to sew all that stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot behind the scenes stuff that, that needs to be talked about because it's it sucks. Um but no, so let's get to this last topic and see how much derailment we get before that point. Okay. Um, are you guys fans of Attack on Titan? Yes, we both are. Hell and, yeah. And this Can't final just... season is finally it's finally wrapping up. And I'm ready to see the horrific ending that I know is coming. And if Can they you... change anything, I'm going to be upset. It needs to be a one-to-one adaptation of that ending, despite you... how controversial it was. That ending was perfect for a reason. <laughs> is this the ending in the manga? How do I say it? Like, what's the non-spoiler way? That's what the best you... way. Do you, do you know how it ended? No. Okay. I've only watched the anime. Okay. If people who've read it know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's my it's my favorite show. I can't believe it's been on long for I can't believe it's years. been on my yeah, I just can't believe it's oh it's never gone away. Yeah, because they took five years to do one season. 
Oh, it's so good. It's so good, though. It's like yeah. Attack on Titan is the Japanese equivalent of South Park. Whenever I get new episodes, that's my favorite day. Yeah. Even though they're not related whatsoever, any correlation at all. What do you mean? They do like one episode of South Park every month. You know what I mean? Those guys no, 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 just no. work where they but want I'm to. I'm saying like tonally, like South Park and Attack on Titan couldn't be more different. Mm, they're very similar to me. Uh, what's our final topic? Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn makes my favorite movies. Those Kingsman movies knock it out of the park every time. That last movie, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. Um, so he recently, I think it was at New York City Comic Con a couple of weeks ago, had this big tell-all of all the stuff. Uh, one of the most controversial things that he brought about, uh, we talked about in last week's episode, but you didn't hear about it. So I want to I want to see your blatant reaction to this. Matthew Vaughn uh, was originally going to direct X-Men 3. He had a casting stuff. He had a bunch of stuff ready to go. He went in for a meeting with the executives. Which, and he saw which X-Men 3? The Last Stand or yes. the next? Okay, the, the Last Stand. So he met with some of the, the producers or people behind the scenes, and he saw that one of them had a slightly bigger script than what he had initially. And he asked them, do you have a different script than I have? What's going on? Long story short, they had made a fake script to get Halle Berry to sign on the film. And that fake script included a ton of backstory for Storm that they had no intention of doing. He saw wow. this. He had this discussion with them and said, you guys are fucking con artists. And he quit on the scene. Wow. What integrity to do that and to not gaslight an actress. Yes. Wow. They promised her a real movie and then they took it away. Yeah. And even though she was the secondary main character of X-Men 3, that movie was a dumpster fire. It's such a dumpster fire. And then he obviously came back and made the best X-Men film, a.k.a. First Class, but he had a different production team that was helping him with it because all those other ass clowns were not attached to that one. So uh, it is truly one of the better. It's, it's such a, the film is great on its own and it just did so many things well within the X-Men universe. I'm just reading the comment. The reason we didn't get Vaughn was such BS. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But so the other things he revealed, because he was talking about his new movie, Argyle, which if you've seen the trailer, it looks a lot of fun. Looks, It looks like... I know you've seen this movie because it's one of my absolute favorite movies, uh, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Yes. It's Stranger Than Fiction with a spy twist. I'm ready for that movie. That, Like, she's writing this guy's life and now people are hunting her down because she has the power to control his life, apparently, in written form. Like, it seems so ridiculous <laughs> that I love it to death. I love it to death. And I'll bring you on in a second, John. Um, so he, in this, I'll just bring you on right now. We can talk about this. Um, What's he, that? He, um, along with talking about Argyle, he revealed not only, or there's two more Kingsman films coming. The Kingsman 2, which is The Rise of Hitler, which is essentially that post-credit scene for Kingsman, the Kingsman, where Hitler is like this, essentially the Nick Fury of the supervillains. Um, and then you have Kingsman proper, Kingsman 3, with uh, Eggsy and, and all the fun people. And I swear to God, they need to bring back some of the characters that they killed off in number two, because they killed off the best characters. And it's a spy movie. They can bring them back somehow. They'll they figure out happen. what they could do. I want them to bring him, that, the one character that died, my favorite character, um, I want him to come back as like a robot 
or something <laughs> like some something just absolutely ridiculous but in line with that universe where like they found him and now he's a cyborg or something and like he's like i don't remember like they they set up like a winter soldier arc where he's like a villain until they bring him back and he's like i, I want something just batshit insane matthew vaughn style Oh, Michael, speaking of uh, your shirt, we talked about this before, and I said I was going to wear that shirt. I just realized I'm wearing the pants, though. Oh, I told everyone else. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> How you doing, Jay Stu? What do you got for us? I'm good. I'm good. I I don't know. I was literally laying in bed, like, watching short <laughs> films, and I just came across you guys' live. So uh, for everyone who remembers, Jay Stu used to be uh, – deep in the TCN rundowns for us, but he did take a, a small hiatus because he was doing his own short film, The Drifter. It dropped last week or the week before? It, yeah, last, uh, uh, was it the week before? Friday the 13th. Before. Yeah. I, I like I've, I've lost <laughs> I've lost the weeks. Yeah, so it was the week before. Um, it's a horror movie. Um, I caught a, I caught some of it. it it's, it's got the right amount of creep that I like to it, but tell us a little bit about that. That project of yours because you it was your labor of love for the longest time yeah yeah um i had started writing it like over the summer and um because i i felt i felt really bad because like <clears throat> i had the one short film that i came out with a year ago almost to the day tomorrow will be the one year anniversary of my first short film recovery um and i felt really bad because i hadn't made a short film uh in almost a year so i was like I, I really need to i really need to get on it so i started writing it over the summer and we started shooting it september 4th or 5th um and got it done in about three weeks um but yeah this 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 is this is my baby i i really love this this short film it uh, is it's heavily influenced by one of my favorite uh, favorite films. Stylistically, it's heavily influenced by one of my favorite films, which is uh, Book of Eli. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we were coming coming into a spooky season, so I thought it would be appropriate to do another uh, another horror film. And yeah, this this is my baby, man. I'm I'm proud of this one. So it, when I saw it, when I watched it, it reminded me a lot of like Book of Eli meets uh, that one horror movie, Lights Out. Where like the light yeah. turned off and it was the monster. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, don't take the goggles off. Like, just leave them. Like, just don't do it. Um, but yeah, lots of fun. Um, what do you got coming up next? What's your next baby? Are you gonna just play it by ear? Or do you actually have something that you're jotting down, or what are you doing? Um, I'm working on two things right now. Um, they're still like kind of in the the like outline stage. Nothing is really fleshed out. Um, but you know, when I when I do you know, start working on something, you guys will definitely know. But one of one of them is 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 a is a holiday uh horror film. So that's that's hopefully that's gonna be coming out uh within the next two months. That's exciting. Yeah. Three weeks is such a quick production time. Do do you sleep or do you just you just go 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 go? I mean I I had a I that's see that's the thing like with when you just starting out with filmmaking you got to you got to write to your resources. Mm. So I knew I didn't have have a whole lot of money, a whole lot of props and and um I didn't have access to uh like professional actors so I just 
bought a couple things off of Amazon and and, and Timu, <laughs> and um, cast my wife as the uh, as the main character, and that was that. So it, it you know it, it and it, it comes out to a lot a, a lot of uh, thorough planning. Uh, my last short film, I struggled to make a shot list because I was uh, had some technical difficulties and I didn't feel like doing it again, so I just winged it. And the shoot, although I got it done in one night, it took way longer than it should have, and it was kind of stressful, but a fun stressful. This time, because I knew I was gonna have to shoot over multiple days i absolutely made sure that i had everything planned out and i made a shot list and um ironically the third day of shooting i didn't even use the shot list just making one anyway and you know putting me in the habit of making one had, had me prepared for that day so um i know that was a long answer but <laughs> going uh you know just going into it you know, knowing knowing what I'm knowing what I was gonna do, um, and how I was gonna do it made it a lot easier. Is it for mass consumption? Can we watch it now? Oh yes, you can watch it now. So it's, it's on my my YouTube channel, uh, Studio Media Filmmaking. Uh, it's so funny, or not funny? I'm so happy that you got the itch to practice your art form and yeah. i am excited that it is spurring you on to do more oh um, yeah absolutely i man I, I mean it took me a while to figure out what i really wanted to do with my life because I've, I've i've dabbled in a few things um and funny enough filmmaking encompasses all of my interests and making that first one uh recovery making that first one a year ago that's when that's when the bug really bit me i was like this is this is fun this is awesome <laughs> like i'm stressed out but i'm i'm enjoying myself <laughs> mm. you mentioned the christmas movie yes well after that what else is in your mind um i don't know i i would like to make a bigger short film something that i can enter into some festivals right now i'm just experimenting and and you know practicing my craft and and trying to get better um but hopefully uh next summer i can i can work on something bigger and submit to some festivals and kind of get my name out out there well, you joined us too late in the show, so we'll have to, <laughs> but I would love to know, I am so ignorant of that world and that mm -hmm. process, even if you, I would love to know what that consists of, because I'm I sure there's a number of show in the hoops comments, that you have so. to jump through to make that process happen. Well, um, because I had such a small crew and uh, literally just two people in my cast, I didn't really have to jump over many hoops or jump through many hoops or over many hurdles uh, like i said when you just starting out you got to write to your resources you got to write whatever to whatever you have so you know i live i live uh 30 minutes outside of atlanta georgia in in conyers so you know i it, it's a it's a country type town but it's it's growing it's got a little bit of stuff uh but i had a park around me with a lot of trees I had a baseball field and an empty parking lot and 
uh, had a goodwill around me and a, and a very supportive wife. So I put all of those things together and uh, I got the drifter. <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that baseball park, so maybe we can get another Sandlot movie. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> that being said, hey, that might that might happen. I actually I, I drive school buses for a living, so um, that that could that could happen. Kid actors suck to work with, but they say the oh, funniest shit. And if you, <laughs> I, I'm just like, I, like I don't know how much patience you have because obviously you have a bunch because that's do you need it for something like that? But yeah. I don't know. You get those kids talking smack or something like that. That's a movie. That's I mean, <laughs> and everyone knows what those shots have to look like. Yeah, I mean, movies like that. I did. They're they're a part of my childhood. Obviously, I love I love the Sandlot. The The Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've always wanted to make a movie similar to The Goonies. Um, I think that's that's one of the reasons why I love it so much because it's the Goonies, but horror. And I yeah, think it's the fantastic. The evil clown. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Monster Squad. It's like Goonies yeah. meets Power Rangers. <laughs> but they're not scared. Yeah. But um, before we close, because we already are over our hour mark, the one thing that we teased that we in our title card that we haven't talked about yet, Matthew Vaughn did comment on the DCU rumors. There was a lot of rumors earlier this year about him being tapped to be a director in a project. He did confirm that James Gunn and Saffron did reach out to him. But unfortunately, because of his schedule for Argyle, Kingsman, the Kingsman, all of those projects, he says that right now he can't make it work because he's also rebooting Kick-Ass. And Kick-Ass was one of those projects that it came out and he did have a big dramatic change of the ending uh, because of the source material, I guess, not wrapping up in time or certain things just didn't work out. But he wants to do a proper reboot of the Kick-Ass movies, but adapting the book from the start, which they had to tone some of the book stuff down. And now he wants to just do the whole thing correctly, which I'm all for it because Kick-Ass was fantastic. And he's only gotten better as a director. In yeah. in a world where the boys exist, canon kick ass fits in right in there. I mean, they're making Scott Pilgrim canon, so yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, but as we wrap, the one thing that we didn't start at the very beginning of this episode was we didn't talk about our giveaway. So I'm going to talk about the giveaway, and then we're going to wrap it up. So on this week, uh, we got one more episode after this one, which is going to air on Halloween. So we'll probably record it early, but still, uh, the. The question for this week that we're going to talk about, as always, you have to subscribe to the channel, you got to like this video, and you got to comment to this week's answer. Obviously, I'm going to make it an easy one for you. I buy a ton of collectibles. Do you prefer keeping your collectibles in boxes, or do you believe that you need to let them breathe and they should come out of the box and be displayed as part of your collection out of the box? So put that in the comments, answer your question Obviously, rationale, you can't just say, yes, open the thing. That doesn't count. You have to explain yourself. Um, because legitimately, as Michael said, I've got this bad boy sitting here, and I'm not sure if I should open this or not. And if I do, it's going to go on my shelf. I've also got my Green Ranger dragon whistle flute dagger right there that I sh I'm debating whether or not I open. 
but I do have my proton pack, my magneto helmets, all that stuff I do open. So what is your stance? Should these things be open? Should they be displayed as open or should they be locked away forever and someone in your ancestral line gets them and then sells them later on? I what is your many, opinion? And you have so many wearable toys. You have I so do. many things that you can like, do you ever get to wear it to work? I'm actually thinking about uh, next week we have for Halloween. Uh, since I work in pediatrics, I thought um, they want to do like a, a, a staff Halloween costume, which I think is kind of stupid. But I do have my proton pack and a jumpsuit and all that stuff. I might just show up as a Ghostbuster with the staff Please. costume underneath it. And Please just, do. <laughs> I'll just be sitting there helping patients with a full on proton pack. You're and gonna put like, those... here we go. Remember, don't don't cross shade. the streams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to tell that to everybody. You can't cross the streams. Uh, do not look directly into the trap. Uh, like I'm just going to give them all <laughs> the advice from the movies. It said Zool and then just started cooking and on my counter. And the best one is <laughs> if someone asks if you're a god, you stay. You stay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go to work with a sheet on it and tell everyone I'm the key master. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't realize that until I was much later, but you know they banged, right? That was something yeah! that I didn't catch yes. as a kid was that Zool and... and uh, They the banged! Yeah. Zool was the one and it was uh, Vince Clortha was the other and they had to bang to initiate this summoning of Gozer. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, but they made it much more obvious in the second movie. I mean, the new movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, when they're like, oh, yeah, they're banging. Like, they made that much more <laughs> obvious. They spelled it out for you. But as a kid, I didn't know what happened. I just thought they made out. But then as I got Dan older, Aykroyd like, hooks up with a ghost, too. Yeah. Or did he have a dream about it? Hmm. His pants, they unzipped in the air. That, was, that definitely happened. That was real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my brain, that was a real thing. He definitely <laughs> yeah. But on that note, Michael, take us home. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to join us for some more top five sex scenes with ghosts and movies, head no, over to our patreon.com slash the culture nerd. That's what it was that's, turning into, Taylor. That's not what we're doing. That is we not were basically we're halfway there. We didn't even mention what lies beneath. But look at our wonderful patrons that lie beneath us and prop us up with their wonderful shekels. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on. Uh, Taylor Murphy's been your host. I've been your co-host, Michael Santel. Our logo was done by uh, Jose Navarro. Our intro by T uh, Taylor Murphy and the wonderful Jay Stew. Go check out his brand new movie. It is a love. It is a passion project that has turned into fruition. Go check that out with your eyeballs. Uh, if you have those cell phones, whip them out. Take that picture. Don't forget to like, comment, and answer the question. Do you keep your toys in the box or do you take them out and let them breathe like a snake? Uh, I'm Michael. That's Taylor. That's Jay Stu. We'll see all you kids next week. And just for the record, we're not making a top five ghost sex scenes video. That's not. I'm saying if they want, if the patrons no, come, no, that's no. what we got to give the people what they want. Taylor, no, I, that's oh what they God. want. Then you can do that by yourself. You can make that show by yourself, Michael. That is what we're doing. That's That's all you. That's all you.